What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, if you thought the Britney Spears and Victor Wimbenyama saga was over, not so fast. Because Mojo, Britney Spears, she wants an apology, a public apology and actually went to Instagram to ask for as much. Take a look, Mojo. Hi, so I wanted to share with you guys an incident that happened in Vegas that a lot of people are talking about. And I heard on the news, um, this radio station talking smack and talking that's why I'm addressing it, um, saying that I deserve to be smacked, security was doing their job and protecting their client. Um, I've been with the most famous people in the world in sync at one time. Girls would like literally throw themselves at them. On my way into the place, actually, I was knocked down by like three 12 year olds trying to get my picture. My security not one time touched them or even came near them. Um, point being is um, I didn't appreciate the people saying that I deserve to be hit because no woman ever deserves to be hit. I simply tapped him on the back and I was backhanded hit my face, came back on the floor, my best friend picked me up and held me. And um, I did get an apology um, at my table 30 minutes later, um, but I have yet to receive a public apology. And, and Mojo, the reason I said public apology and Brittany said it right there, she got an apology from the security guard, uh, but clearly not enough. She wants this to be public, although it sort of is public now because we all know what happened. Well, first of all, who thought that this dramatic saga was going to be over? <laughs> no I, 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 maybe I did. It's silly me. <laughs> yeah, you know it wasn't going to be over. You know we're probably going to be talking about this a month from now with Britney. You're probably right. Obviously, and we've said it every day, Wemby owes nobody an apology here. He did nothing wrong. He has to have private security, especially when you're the number one overall pick in the draft yeah. and you were just drafted. Obviously, all the hype here is extremely fresh. But as far as the security guard goes, again, when you go back and you watch the tape, there wasn't anything malicious there that that I saw personally. It just was a guy that was doing his job. I mean, for Brittany to say that she had never encountered this in the height of her stardom, I find it very hard to believe that nobody tried to make a mad dash for Britney Spears at one point and her security didn't have to stop them. So I don't know about that. I mean, I think it was the right thing to do for the security guard to do a private apology, yeah. you know, just go over there and try and squash the beef. It was an unfortunate situation that happened, but it happened nonetheless. Do your best to kind of quiet that down. But as far as a public apology, well, now he's acknowledging that he did something wrong. Right. And I don't see that from this video. You know what, Mojo, too, something that, that stood out to me in that video. It, Britney has been saying that she has gotten knocked down to the floor. We have seen the video now. Britney Spears never was knocked down to the floor. Watch it right here once again. She certainly, you see her head move from getting hit. She stopped in her tracks, but she did not get knocked to the floor and she was not picked up by her friend. And uh, the fact that she continually is saying that is just, it's a lie. And we know for an absolute fact that it's not true. Also, as far as the apology, they went over and they apologized 
And she still, after accepting that apology in person, they still went and they filed a police report uh, with the Las Vegas Metro Police for battery later that night. So at this point, I don't even know what do you know what, what issuing a public apology, what it gets for you, um, because she still went to the cops after the initial apology. Uh, I think it's probably time for Britney Spears to to move on from this. I don't think that Victor Wembanyama did anything wrong. Here. All right, Mojo, moving on to the fight that everybody is still talking about, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Mojo, we saw Zuck yesterday with two of the biggest stars in the entire UFC, Israel Adesanya and Alex Volkanowski. They were doing some training. And we are told, Mojo, and we have been on top of this story from the start, talking to different people. This fight is very close to being made, and unless something shocking happens, this fight is actually going to happen. Yes, Zuck and Elon, uh, this thing is is going to be a reality. Now, the one uh, question or the one speed bump, the obstacle has been the size difference. Elon Musk is is a lot bigger than Mark Zuckerberg. Zucks is younger. Uh, sure, that's an advantage. He is also about 80 pounds lighter than Elon Musk. And that's a that is a real issue here. Or or is it? Well, a little bit earlier today, Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler, yes, who just went seven and zero versus Conor McGregor on the Ultimate Fighter. Of course, they are the two coaches. Michael joined Harvey and Charles on, on TMZ Live. And while a lot of people believe that the size difference is a major factor here. Perhaps it actually isn't that big of a deal. And Michael pointed back to the very first UFC, UFC one, all the way back in 1993 as proof that size really doesn't matter. You know, it's actually a beautiful thing, right? Because we are now celebrating the 30th year anniversary of the UFC. The UFC it essentially started mixed martial arts. And it, and if actually, if you go all the way back to UFC 1, you had Hoist Gracie, who was, a, who was 180 pounds soaking wet, uh, fighting against sumo wrestlers, fighting against these guys who are 250 pounds. So it's kind of a cool blast from the past where we start talking about size disparity or size discrepancies, age discrepancies, skill discrepancies. Um, but either way, the entire world is interested in this fight. And I'm with you guys. I believe with my recon that I have, the fight is going to happen. Mojo, when the UFC uh, first came to existence, the whole premise behind it was let's throw out weight classes, doesn't matter, and let's find out which discipline is actually the best. And size doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you're a boxer, jiu-jitsu, kickboxer, doesn't matter. That was the whole premise of UFC 1. And obviously over the years, weight classes have have now become a thing. But I, I think it's interesting what Michael says there. At, at, at the first UFC, it didn't matter, and it really shouldn't matter here, despite the fact that Elon is so much bigger. Babcock, I'm going to be completely honest with you, brother. As much as I love me some UFC, you know I do. I know you do. I'm with you, bro. I think the most exciting time in UFC history was the very beginning. Let's throw out all the world's top disciplines and see who's the best. Right. Not everybody trained in every discipline. No weight classes just went out there. Mayhem and chaos and the matches were just so exciting. I mean, again... (laughs) I love what I watch out of the product today, but for me personally, yeah, that was absolutely my favorite. Finding out what is the world's top discipline and we can actually rekindle that today to find out 
what is the world's top social media discipline? (laughs) (laughs) Is it meta? Is it Twitter? What are we going to do? We can settle this whole Twitter threads beef we got going on. Yeah, a lot of factors at play, and there's just so much... That's anonymous here. You know, we, we we got a weight difference. We got a size difference. We got an age difference. Again, coming in at 51 for your first pro fight. Definitely, it's a little old. Yeah, it definitely can't be in your favor if you're Elon Musk. But throw all that crap out of the window and let's just take it back to the beginning. I love where Chandler's head is with this. And when you're 7-0 undefeated as a coach, he probably knows what he's talking about at least a little bit. Mojo, uh, UFC 1 was a long time ago. We are now at UFC 290. Obviously, went down over the weekend in Las Vegas. An absolutely stacked card. Bunch of huge celebrities in the audience. And like them or not, none bigger than the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Of course, Donald Trump, one of Dana White, the UFC president's really close friends. Uh, the guys uh, go go way back. Hey, there's your buddy, Mojo. Speaking of friends, uh, there's DT with uh, Stipe Miocic. Check us out tomorrow. We're actually going to have Stipe on the show. Um, Mojo, we actually have some behind-the-scenes footage, some exclusive footage of President Trump of sort of hobnobbing with all of the big stars who were also sitting octagon side. Take a look. President Donald Trump with us here for UFC 290. And the support that he has in this arena tonight, this roof is going to blow up. You had a bunch of big stars there. You had uh, Raiders defensive uh, end star uh, Max Crosby. You had Israel Adesanya. You had Sugar Sean O'Malley, Cowboy Cerrone. You you had Bo Nickel talking to him climbing the cage. You had Jalen Turner's coach asking Trump if he was going to run for president. I mean, craziness at the fight over the weekend. Bro, is this like a uh, pre-fight pay-per-view montage or something like that? Is Trump going to get in the octagon, too? I mean, we already got done. That's how we're going to settle the election. That 2024, we're not voting anymore. We're having a fight. Could you imagine if that's how we started picking our presidents after this? Right, probably. I don't know how Biden would fare, but... I mean, wow, what, what a video that was. But, hey, I've been to a UFC event when Donald Trump was there. And yes, he is a very polarizing figure in this country. What, what, was, the, what was this reception like, Mojo, from actually being there? Because it sounded like it was very positive for him there. But sometimes it's hard to tell. Cheer, boo, you really, you, you can't decipher. What was it like when you were there? It was obvious. They love him. They love yeah. him at, at, with the UFC crowd. I mean, every yep. event uh, that, that I've heard him at, that I've actually been at in person, I mean, it was a roaring reception. Yeah. Like it was out of the night type type uh celebrations there and i mean 
makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's probably the UFC's most famous, biggest supporter. Yeah. You see him at the fights all the time. Him and Dana White, of close, very close friends. Uh, very cool with a lot of the fighters, too, on a personal level uh, with so many you've seen in the past. So, I mean, that's people. Yeah. I mean, that, that, oh, that's it is. And because, you know, much of the reality is that there was a time when, the and you talk about going back to UFC 1, nobody was watching this stuff then. And Dana White wasn't yet involved. But, but early 2000s, I want to say, it was about 2001 when Dana White finally got involved with the Fertitta brothers. The sport was on life support, and there were entire states that wanted nothing to do with the UFC. And Dana White will say this when everybody else turned their back on him, that Trump offered up his casinos. And despite whatever might have happened after that, and, and with all of the vitriol that's been directed towards Trump, Dana White will tell you that he will never turn his back on on Donald Trump. And that's why, uh, despite a lot of criticism for being close with him, you do uh, constantly see these two men together and uh, I, I don't think that's something that's ever going to change. These guys have an unbreakable bond no matter what anybody says. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Robert, have you heard of uh, you guys are going to be on Hard Knocks or not yet? Um, uh, I haven't gotten word or anything like that. I, I know for I know there's several teams that would uh, love for hard, not, hard Knocks to be in their building. We're just not one of them. So. <laughs> Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Wish not granted for <laughs> Robert Sala. Robert Sala, of course, the head coach of the New York Jets. That was last month, Mojo, and I think Coach made it very clear there that he uh, did not want Hard Knocks following his football team. Guess which team Hard Knocks is following? Yep, the New York Jets, Mojo. Uh, you had to know this was going to happen. Look, reality is there are some rules. There are some teams who are eligible. There are some teams who are not eligible. The New York Jets, uh, unfortunately for them, they found themselves as one of the teams that was eligible. And with Aaron Rodgers now signing uh, with the New Jersey team, you had to think, Mojo, that this was what the NFL wanted, that this was what NFL Films wanted. And yeah, at the end of the day, this uh, is the Jets are going to be featured on Hard Knocks. It's, uh, in my mind, the most highly anticipated version or season of the show that they have ever made. And the show's been going on for a while now. But to have Aaron Rodgers on the show, he's never been on before. And to have him switching teams, Super Bowl aspirations, I don't think there's ever been a Hard Knocks uh, that has been this anticipated. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, this is the one by an absolute mile and if yeah. you're the jets and you knew you were one of the teams in contention to land the show you knew the second you signed aaron Rodgers, that that show yep. was absolutely going to you i mean of course aaron Rodgers, the biggest storyline 
in the NFL this offseason, bar none. It is definitely going to be the second best storyline of the show. Number one for me is going to be the head coach who just doesn't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) That they're going to have to force to do every interview. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm coach, I don't want this show at all either. This is a lot of secret insider information for all of my opponents, the teams that I'm going to play all season to get a very close in-depth look at the athletic performances, uh, the the mental toughness of everybody on my roster, who's banged up and where they're banged up and when they got banged up. I mean, there is a lot working against you here. I mean, when it comes to- And nothing good in my mind, nothing good. Not, not nothing good. The only positive comes out of building popularity for your team and your players, and that doesn't necessarily translate to uh, W's and L's. Mojo, of course, uh, we're in the heart of summer, and what do you love to do in the uh, summer? You go to the beach, but I don't love going in the water, and, and I am going to show you example number one why, Mojo, because look at this video. So there were all of these surfers who were out in the water in uh, Southern California, and you've got drones that are flying. Look at what the drones captured, and look at those two surfers. I don't even know if they know that that big-ass shark is by them, but that's terrifying, Mojo. I do not mess with the ocean for this exact reason, Babcock. I've been a swimming pool guy since I was a little kid. Forget like the sharp seashells that are going to cut my feet. Jellyfish. I mean, there's salt water in your eyes and your mouth. No. And and getting eaten. Yeah, and then we got Jaws floating around uh, three and a half feet who is bigger than the surfboard right. that I'm currently sitting on. Going to think I'm a seal or something and have me to lunch. No, absolutely not. Give me the swimming pool. You know, even as a kid, I was afraid that there was going to somehow irrationally be a shark in the deep end of the pool. Now, that's how much I don't mess with sharks. I am so with you. Now, there is at least one person who is apparently not scared at all of sharks. Uh, That is uh, The Undertaker. So uh, somebody, of course, who you know very well, Mojo. Uh, The Undertaker's wife, who uh, a badass herself, WWE Hall of Famer, Michelle McCool. So she posts this video. And, okay, there's the shark. You you see that. Now, wait until when she kind of moves her hat a little bit there. There is The Undertaker having a stare down with the shark. And the shark left. He, he swam away. He didn't want any, no smoke with The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, well, well, who would? I mean, we're talking about The, <laughs> the Undertaker. He's like a real-life like Chuck Norris situation, you know? And Chuck Norris does push-ups. He pushes the world down. It's not <laughs> Chuck Norris. I mean, that's the same kind of situation with the, the dead man here. I mean, obviously, the dead man already died, so he's not scared right. of dying again here. But uh, yeah, we're talking about The Undertaker, Babcock. The Undertaker, man. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time, but we've got a good one tomorrow. I know I mentioned this earlier in the show. We are going to be joined tomorrow by your friend, the, in at least Francis Ngannou's mind, the heavyweight GOAT, Stipe Miocic, going to join us tomorrow. Of course, Stipe's highly anticipated fight versus John Jones is now set. It's signed and sealed. 
going down November 11th at Madison Square Garden. I feel like we need to be there for that, Mojo. And uh, tomorrow we are going to ask Stipe about that fight. Also very curious to ask Stipe about the Francis Ngannou, speaking of the Predator, his fight with Tyson Fury. So lots of stuff tomorrow for Stipe. Cannot wait. Going to be a great show. Absolutely, Babcock. Bringing on the greatest heavyweight of all time will definitely make tomorrow. Babcock, do you have a headache today? No, go for it. Give me a loud one today, Mojo. The best show since time. <laughs> Thank you.